Here's a place where all of us can be safe. Our stories of transformation can be safe, and all the things we want to research are safe here. This is Safe Space with Cheyenne. I'm really excited you're here, and I hope you stick around for a while, because I've got a lot to show you before I leave Earth. I love you guys. Welcome back on my Safe Space friends. I have Cliff Respris. Did I say it right? Absolutely. You're all right, so his story is super important because I really don't think that we have enough divine masculines talking about the divine masculine collective. I'm sure there's like plenty of names out there that you can find, but I really like the vulnerability in his story and what him and his wife, like as a power couple, are setting up, especially locally in Wichita, Kansas. So they have a company called Outer Realm Growth. They offer BioWell technology, which we'll get into that if you're not familiar with BioWell. It is transformative and a beautiful beautiful spirit science bridge um they offer a meditation studio and they'll be offering like any tool you could think that you might need for your practice for any full moon rituals crystals sage i mean you name it they probably have it they could make it i know that she hand makes candles um i actually uh had one of her candles it was a little small one from a get together y'all had at one of your um previous stores and i 100% believe in energy transfer and putting intentions and affirmations in anything that you hand make. And, um, I mean, your wife's got some magic in her for sure. So, um, Cliff, thank you so, so, so much for coming on the show and sharing your story. Cause like I said, the DMS, I mean, I think it's harder for them to wake up than the feminine. Would you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I appreciate you having me on, uh, Thanks for giving me this platform to talk about my story and also just be open and honest about it. I think people a lot of times shy away from it because we've been programmed to be so tough and so strong. But the people don't realize is the people who wrote the programming of being tough and strong also benefit from you trying to be very tough and strong. I admire Uh, the vulnerability and the healing. I mean, there's the, there's like a, there's even like a masking and vulnerability where you're like, oh, I'm vulnerable, but I'm not going to change, right? Because it's too much. There's that form of vulnerability. And then there's the surrendering to the vulnerability where you're like, this change has to happen. I have to shed these layers. I have to shed this ego. And I know you've went through both of those, but um, I've seen I've seen both and I, I see how one pathway takes you one way and, you know, one pathway just... Like, like we were talking about, like off the record, we were just like the ego can evolve in a spiritual way and it's a trap. Right. Absolutely. Right. Well, again, when you say surrendering, I love it when you point it out because a lot of people think about surrendering, like they're going to give something up of, of themselves. But the true surrendering is not giving something up, but giving your entire self up and allowing that to be what you really intend on being, whether it be a source, whether it be a tool whether it be you just living the best life you possibly can, but to surrender a couple of things and a couple here, let me give up this little habit or surrender this little habit. That's not really, you know, going at it. That's haphazardly saying, Hey, I'm going to try this. But if you really, really want to get to the, the bottom of it, uh, surrendering doesn't seem so frightening, but it does on the front end. Don't get me wrong. It does oh, on yeah. the front end. It, 
It's scary. Yeah, over over here in the feminine collective, I have to remind myself all the time. I'm like, okay, I surrendered, but I surrendered in a state of fear and a lack mindset, which is a very low vibrational frequency. So I was like, oh, I have to check myself. I don't have faith. Like I have hope, right? Because I'm I'm doing the work. But I was like, I I'm slipping on my faith right now. I'm slipping on like my my crown chakras closed, so to speak, if you talk in those terms. And my my uh, connection to source is kind of cut off. So there are weird little pitfalls that um, I think need to be talked about and addressed. Like I. I don't really like the love and light campaign through spirituality, like grab you some yoga pants and a handful of chakra crystals and like, boom, you're spiritual. Um, I really do enjoy talking about like the shadow work, the dark night of the soul, this shit that I didn't even know happened to me when I was eight, 12, 15, 17, 18, like all of these things that are truly energetically like stored in my body, like speaking from my personal experience, um, just because Nobody really want to talk about them. I don't know if like you don't make enough money marketing them or they're just like, oh, well, that's not pretty. But we're about well, to, to get your, into the shit of it, right? Right. Well, to your point, let's say it, to keep us in a low vibrations, low vibrational state is actually very beneficial to those people who are selling them medicines. Um, given, selling the foods, we don't realize how much eating is a low vibrational order like to your body your body will shut down every energetic function to digest food which brings you to a low vibrational state that's why you get sleepy at the people call it the itis but there's food everywhere there's 20 rest i mean there i don't who knows how many mcdonald's in the city of wichita but every corner you go to there's there's not just one restaurant they they, they campaign it with several restaurants and that, and that, I mean, within a couple of blocks of each other, this happens. But it's because food is something that kind of keeps your energy body from actually doing what it should be doing. Well, I mean, so as long as you can- food, but like, that's not even food. That is synthetic. Yeah. Like, we can't even pronounce the chemicals that are oh. in that food. Because we could get into a whole conversation of live food versus processed food, but even in the organic industry, you can still have people that use pesticides and flush the plants out and the fruit out right before it gets tested to be able to say organic. And that happens in the marijuana industry and that happens in like fruits, veggies, all that shit. Um, So when you think about like, people are like pushing for eat live food, be a vegan, be a vegetarian, be all of this. You can be all of that, but there are still chemicals placed in that food to clog your energy centers. Doesn't get talked about enough. Seems a little taboo because they're too busy going, eat kale, eat kale, eat kale. It's it's all, it's a distraction. I hate to say it's a distraction, but if you you think, Think about what food was originally for. Food is designed for you to eat, to store energy. So if you need to fight or flight, you'll have that energy stored. Mm-hmm. I tell people, in our society today, unless you're in a combat sport, you're not fighting or flighting. Well, and if you're so, in an abusive relationship, you literally live in that and you have no idea that that's actually why you live that way, right? Because so anatomically, like the fight or flight, there's a spot like, 
oh, what is it? Like under your right hip, I think it is. There's a whole just big strain of muscle that connects your top and your bottom. And this is where like a lot of sciatica nerves go in. Um, I had issues on like a little bit of muscle over there and it it's it's so tight so like picture going to like your first yoga class as not a divine masculine but the football player that you are right and they're like okay i want you to take a couple deep breaths and you're like okay this is weird i'm breathing loudly in a class i don't i don't want people to hear me breathe and they're like okay feel into your body and you're like how do you feel into your body you know and they're like feel your lower back release and you're like this is really awkward why is she talking so slow and breathy like like really when you get into it the first <laughs> what is she time, trying to achieve right what, yeah what is she telling me to do because there's a vocabulary when people talk to you like that that if you're not in tune with your body if you're not if you're not even like truly educated on the difference between the mind body and spirit and no how to tap into those um it feels really weird and your ego completely pushes it out like it's just it's like no this is awkward I'm really not going to get into this so back to the sciatica in the fight or flight um the first time that I was able to really like figure out that I flew in between fight or flight due to like anxiety and like my ego coming in and like protecting my feminine right because I was very over masculated a big part of my life um still kind of am sometimes right like I'll hear that dude come back in I'm like what are you doing here I'm fine I got this <laughs> but um it's that piece of muscle on your body and um if you do like hip exercises hip openers and I don't want to say like intense breath work you can do like four box breathing six breaths in and out and you'll actually start feeling your body release and it'll like talk to you almost it's very etherical but you're like oh now my hips are a little looser like I wonder I wonder why is that and then you got to get down to the shadow work of it which is like why why am I living in a state of fear why do I feel like I'm not safe because fight or flight originally means I'm not safe so then you go back to um educating yourself on root chakra right and then well, I mean, fire, like well, safety is one for well, one of the biggest one, and fear. I mean, so now they, it's not even a safety thing. It could be a fear that's triggered by just some kind of psychosis or some kind of replaying of an event of the past. And it's it's a lot of people don't realize how processing these emotions actually does serve you. But if you don't, this is where those those fight or flight moments will actually take place. Is uh, any random event could trigger something that you may have seen, you may have witnessed. It could be a sound. Who knows? And then, again, a lot of that stuff. And you, you mentioned earlier about just the education of it all. And I think that's really where we are right now, is that people are not educated. Because originally when we started this out, it was really just a spread awareness, well, spread awareness about vibration, about people understanding their energetic body. Um, for me, being a nose guard, playing football in the ACC, like, my aggression level was, let's just say, very, very unchecked. Um, if they, if there's, if you believe in the whole toxic masculinity thing, and I do think there's a case for that, then I would, I would say I was definitely. Right. I mean, it's not, it's not just the masculine. I'd like to point out because I believe in toxic femininity, femininity, and toxic masculinity. And obviously, both people want to stand there and like point the fingers back and forth. But I mean, you're right that it's. False programming through and through, no right. matter what. Right. I was going to say, it sounds like 
if you believe in to- uh, the tox- toxicity at all, um, it-, it can have a place, and it definitely does. Because, but we don't. We forget that we're. we're there's a, a moment in our lives when we're not kids anymore. We become the adults, and in these transitions, we really don't realize that all the lessons that we've taken is what's building us to become that adult. Now, we're, most of those lessons have came from other adults who I'm not going to say taught us the best they could. Some of them tried to prevent us from making the same mistakes they did and not realizing that we're not the same people they are and we're not going to make the same mistakes because we're not going to make the same choices. We're not going to, when faced with some obstacles that they may have been faced with, we don't choose the same. So you cannot protect someone from an experience based off of your fear of what may happen. And that happens so much. So, well, also, I agree with you 100%, but you also can't prevent someone from doing something that you did based on not evolving your perspective and your knowledge. So if, like, for instance, my grandma went through an experience that she didn't want my mother to go through. And the way that she went and educated my mother on how to not do that experience was derogatory comments, speaking from her out of fear, yelling at her, um, disciplining her because she's scared that she's going to do what she told her not to do. And it it's it's the wrong way to go about it. It's like, you don't do that. No, I'm, you're grounded this, da, 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 like on and on and on, right? So then my mom grows up, she has her own kids. My mom was like, okay, like I'm older now. I see the error of my ways as far as I wasn't supposed to do that action. But now yeah. I fear that my daughter will do the same thing that I do. So I am going to discipline it out of her. And discipline yeah. should technically be like, conversation, corrective action. And Hey, if you do this, these are the consequences. It's not, you're being so stupid right now. You don't do that. You know, like just that, that harsh aggression that I mean is truly generational trauma in the parenting community. Um, go ahead. Yeah. You know, if I, if I could say anything is that humanity has this thing where the, the, the trauma sticks, you know, and it's like, that's what we, and, and, and it's based off fear. It's a low vibrational thing that's easy to carry. It's harder to, to carry your own or transfer a high vibrational state, such as happiness, joy, fulfillment. But low vibrational states are very easy. Like they, they kind of snowball, if you, if, if you will. And they're very easily transferred. But they, if you know anything about, I mean, humanity in itself, once we fail from greatness in, in our vibration, and we, we, we are vibrational beings, it's very easy to be in the guilt, the shame, and the fear. And that's why, I mean, I, I, I try not to watch too much TV. I try not, not to allow too many sources into my, my, my brain and in my programming because I realize, like, basically what's happening. If you allow those things into your psyche, they, they will play with your subconscious, and, and you may not realize there it's happening, but again, like you said, you feel the tightness in your body. You feel, you wonder where the stress or the, un, the unwanted tension comes from. Um, and it can show up in multiple ways. Yeah, but also the way that it's sold to you, right? Like, okay, so I'm going to, I'm like, I was putting pins in what you're talking because I was like, yes, 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 yes. But let's pull it apart really quick, right? So, <clears throat> 
for instance, I'll use me as an example. So I am filled of like fear, guilt, and shame and all this stuff. And I get around a group of friends and I'm like, oh man, getting old sucks. I don't like going to work. I don't like doing this. And then they have these redundant fucking sayings that are just like, oh, well, nobody likes going to work and everybody gets pain in their body when they feel older. And yeah, I mean, chronic diseases are going to happen. Just go to the doctor. The doctor has this figured out for you. Like, again, it's all false programming to where even if you try to get an awareness and you go to people that are, you know, you love, we, we all love our friends, no matter like where we are in our journeys, but you go to them and you're like, Hey, I want to think about it this way versus the way that everybody else has been thinking about it. And they're like, no, because like, I truly believe like in collective consciousness. So if you collectively from a higher vibrational state, like that's where miracles happen in group of people. Right. Right. But if the collective consciousness is poisoned, then we are literally poisoning each other from person to person, parent to child, best friend to best friend, lover to lover. And then we use these stupid fucking excuses of, well, you're my mother. I can treat you like this. You're my sister. I can say that to you. You're my husband. You're my wife. Like all these truly poisonous words that just continuously spiral and literally pull us down into the heaviest density that the universe has ever experienced in all time. You're you're hundred percent correct. And I want to be very careful about how we approach this because I don't want people to think, I don't want, or especially this generation that follows us, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't want them to feel as though we're saying you don't need these factors. You don't need the love of your parents. You don't need, you know, but we do need to view it as the evolution of humanity. We, we need to realize that, okay, if these things, it's, I guess like you said, it's, 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 it's the, it's the uh, shadow work. Um, it's the it's the generational curses that no one has ever fought, faced. It's the it's the you know the stuff that's happened, and now we're all adults, so nobody bring it up anymore. Well, Fly well, I hate to say rug. it, but that stuff's it's still holding it back. It still holds you back, and it still occur. It still I I met a young lady not too long ago. Something happened to her when she was a child, and, and she had a, a drunk elder in her family that treated her a certain way, and she heard uh, a man in her life kind of scream, do the same thing. He was yelling a voice at her and it just triggered all of her childhood experiences. And, and right there, she became the victim of her own experience. She didn't know how to handle it. She didn't know how to process it. All she could do is cry because she, she was that little girl. So you cannot, you know, until you handle, you know, you, you, the moment you give that little girl the permission to heal, you go back because that's still you. That's still your experience. Um, and if anything, your experiences are the number one uh, causal, the building block for who you become. So if you don't address the experiences, if you don't face them head on and you don't deal with them, then that's 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 on you. But see, again, that's what a lot of people don't understand about this is that, or they don't like, or they shy away from, or the ego can sneak in because it's they 100% accountability. Broke. Think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like how comfortable they are in their, their everyday, like whether it's mundane, whether it's exciting, whether it's this, nobody wants to look in the mirror and go, I'm the problem. 
I'm moving too fast. I'm not, I'm not facing myself. I'm running. I'm constantly running from these demons. Running means fight or flight, no matter what fear you're in, you're running from parts of yourself. Right. And they're going, it's, it's energy attraction, right? If you right. run away, it's going to come and get you. And on days where you slow down, right? Because there's those people that never stop moving because as soon as they sit down, they'll be like, oh, my demons are attacking me. I'm like, dude, you're your own demon. Like these are parts of yourself. This is not, not only parts of yourself. If you want to speak and like, just my eight-year-old self comes and sits with me in meditation. And she's just like, hey, this happened to me. This is why you reacted this way the other day. You know, like that's really powerful. But if you're not into meditation, into sitting down, you're just going to be like, oh, I didn't feel right. I didn't feel right. That happened in the past. What, what happened in the past is in the past. And I can't change that because we were only taught a linear timeline. If you think about time as like the infinity symbol, this is one of, one of my favorite things to tell people about with working on their future, working with their future self, their past pr- their past self, and then their present self being the interpreter. Oh, yeah. Time is the infinity symbol, and you put yourself in the middle of the infinity symbol. Your future self is in the front, and your past self is in the back. So, like meditation has been proven that you get to elevate to a higher frequency, which means you can kind of have an eagle-eye view of of your whole timeline. You get to be released from your suffering for a minute through different forms of breath work, which would be spinal fluid going up through your spinal cord and hitting the back of your pineal gland and going through your noddies, N-A-D-I-S, because it sounds a little funny. Oh, that's good stuff that you're talking about, right? Yeah, but it's so true, and people, I think people just get so over-invested in being spiritual that they forget that spirituality is science. It's metaphysics. So, So... I want to say it wasn't until recently until I re- like, I want to say the last six months or so, maybe a year when I realized like, oh, oh my goodness, there's a goal here. Like, it's not just about balancing your energy. It's not just about, you know, living a life of bliss, but there is an actual scientific goal. Like you said, like activating that pineal gland by getting that cerebral spot, that spinal fluid to get up. And so. <laughs> like there's a whole thing waiting there to I, help you, right? I actually be playing right? with this. I've been playing with this theory a little bit. Great. Um, Spill it, man. Okay, so there's these energy centers, okay, we call the shops, right? And we move energy through these, like, kind of one at a time. It's it's the same thing as you would do kind of with the cerebral spinal fluid. This is different exercise. This is more of an energy movement, uh, uh, whereas you can actually squeeze certain muscles in your body to move the spinal fluid. Um, Because I listen to Dr. Joe Dispenza. He talks about this all the time. Dude. Uh, Rewiring your brain on Gaia? Yes. 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 I am. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm a big fan. Um, I've listened. I've, I've subscribed to his meditations and everything. But once you understand how to activate these centers, okay, I I actually think this 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 um, activation of the pineal gland is actually. <laughs> um, so in the Bible, they talk about this, this, this holy oil, okay, the anointment, all right? And we know that your brain will produce different oils, uh, adrenaline, uh, melatonin, serotonin, just whatever your body's in. You know, it's all about the environment yeah. and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, even in fear, you know, that's what put pitch in fight or flight. So 
in this higher in these higher levels of order when you get this balance in these energy centers okay you can literally activate these energies but so a part of this and I, I, I don't want to repeat this too many times but let's just say some information that I think it was um, Melchizedek that was talking about the activation of these energy centers but he said the original scale of uh, do re mi fa sol la ti um, those yeah. seven tones are actually the activation scale for your, your, your chakras. Yeah. And if you match that musical scale to, mm-hmm. um, the pronunciation of the chakras in Sanskrit, they mm-hmm. match so much better to 432 Hertz frequency versus right. just the 440 Hertz scale. That was, but do you realize this is why up. Rockefeller changed the sound? Like, oh, this is why. Absolutely. Is why, so I was telling you, when you learned why they had to manipulate music in itself, now, now you understand that like, your body is a, a tool. Like you, you are a center for this order. And I don't think people realize how much of, I, I tell people, at this point, I think we can all activate our inner Christ. Okay. And we can live in this love, in this land of love that we are all, you know, possible. now, if it if we do it, it's on us. There's nobody in the sky that's going to come back. The entire kingdom is inside of us at this point, and it always has been. So if we activate it or not, it's going to be on us. If we access it, um, I'm not a big you know repeat the Bible kind of guy, but in the final days, you know, it talks about what happens, and the real people are going to search. For, for the real true God, the, the true creator. And that's what's happening right now. We're, we're, we're tired of all of the answers. And what I'll say is, is that I think we look really deep into this physical world for answers. We look really hard, and, and it's not here. It's only, we only see 10% of the spectrum. 10% of the color spectrum is visible to the human eye. Yeah, Which 10% means... 10% of reality, but you're, you're talking about like the visual light spectrum, like... Yes. Even the if visual you're talking about densities like 40, 5D, how people are like, whether you believe in it or not, like dumb it down to ghosts, right? Like some right. people believe in them, some people don't. Well, I actually subscribe to the, the fact that there is more stuff going on in that dimension than it is going on in this physical one that we're looking at. We think we see everything. We think we humans have this thing in our brain. We've had to try to simplify stuff and try to get it to the point where we are in control. This is this is kind of where a lot of the understanding, where biblical understandings and all this stuff, is, because we, if you read the removed books from the Bible, and I'm not going to get into that. Let's just say book of you Eli, start. Book under- of Thomas, where are we going, bro? Where are you going with this shit? <laughs> I am shaking with excitement. Uh, all I'm saying is, you'll start seeing the true power of the human, the body, the person, and when you start seeing these examples, you realize that. These examples are, are, are stuff that we can achieve, we can do. But you have to allow yourself to raise your vibration. You got to do the stuff. You got to drink the water. You got to get out into the sunlight and absorb some. You got to ground. You have to make these little things kind of part of your life, even if it's not something you do every day. I'm not saying wake up every day, go out, you got to do yoga, you got to do it. But there are certain things that we can all do, okay, and just incorporate a more spiritual uh, understanding standing in our lifestyle like you said if you know the food that you're eating from out of the window isn't really food then is it really necessary to eat that three times a day 
Is it, you know, and Your there's just in a mental vice box is what I call it. Cause I <laughs> love like, I love bad food, right? Like it, it truly is like a vice to me. It's a comfort thing. So like, I'm really big on blessing this food to the nourishment of my body. I'm really big on, uh, grabbing my water and blessing it and putting affirmations in it and just whatever I can do. And I'm not saying that like, you know, like if you're kind of having like a low vibey day where like you're not necessarily hopeless, but your faith really isn't in check. You really are just, you feel cut off from God, source, prime creator, wow. whatever you want to call it. And you wow. really do dig into the physical world. Um, you realize you're outsourcing like even all of your senses. You're just like, right. oh, I need to go be stimulated by my cell phone, by my friends, by this movie, by this, by this, by this. Like, I can't sit down in silence because I have ADHD. I have this. I can't do this. Da, 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 da. And it, it's right. just all false programming. So, like, the unlearning process is painful. It feels no. like you're ripping flesh from bone and you're so attached to your identity that you're like, this is my flesh. It cannot be ripped. This is me. This is me. <laughs> this is me. But you aren't even your thoughts and your body is technically borrowed, right? Because as soon as you die, it decomposes and you become back to earth unless yeah. you're buried in one of those overpriced caskets that they're like, the body never decomposes. Fucking All right. Well, weird, so right? again, well, with that, if you understand, well, this is what I love about energy, okay? Because even now, they're doing these human sleeves where they're, like, printing out human bodies and transfers and consciousness, all this stuff now. This is something that's a reality now. So what is it to be, a, like, the, what is the human experience? And if we don't really unlock the, this potential, unlock what we're supposed to really be doing, I feel like we will continue having those feelings of separateness and not, but at the end of the day, we can never really separate because that's the creator. You can't separate a creation from its creator. Do you see? And so it may feel that way. And that's, that's what I was saying about being, having those low vibrational states where we do just dig in and uh, people don't like talking about it, but I think sex like mundane sex is also a low vibrational thing. called surface level sex. Yeah. Yeah. You just, yeah, you're just out here trying to scratch a physical itch. You're diving deeper into these physical, like, luxuries, and you're not even realizing what's going on with your energy, what you're doing, like, investing your portal. And and we, we I mean, I hate it. Our society programs us, or, or I will say toxifies us, regardless if you're masculine or feminine, with hey, let's talk about this. What if they're throwing in your face through TV or through media? Through, and it means everywhere. And it's, I don't think we realize, like you said, how much of the programming is not just from each other, but from some of the sources as well. So, it's a perversion of the sacred. Like, go yes. back to the original and what the energy centers are actually supposed to do for you for your body to operate properly. So you talk about surface level sex and like, okay, the perversion of all of it. Um, there is a group on Instagram and it's called learning cosmic sexuality in this. It's this divinely orchestrated couple that came up with this program to teach people about sacred sexuality. Now there's plenty of people that like teach sacred sexuality. They go into Kama Sutra, Tantra, 
name it, right? There's so many different um, ways to articulate it, but they, oh, I'm so glad you brought this up, dude. This is literally one of my thing, my favorite things to research lately because I was like, oh shit, I've been doing it wrong my whole life. You've got to be kidding me. 31 years old and I've never fucked right. This is insane (laughs) to me. So yeah, talk about looking in the mirror. You're like, what? I thought I was good. No, I wasn't. I was surface level, right? So one of the naughty things that I read, like I was listening to somebody say is it's just like, um, surface level sex is two people using somebody else's body, um, negating the energy centers and just using each other to masturbate. So it's a using, it's not a transfer or a recycling of energy. So the point that they're teaching and learning cosmic sexuality is to one, tap into your divinity on your own, fill your own cup. You connect with like certain type of breath work. And then they'll show a chart of like, say a guy's laying down and the girl's on top of them and the root chakras connect. They use like um, eye contact and other things to like, connect energetically through breath work with your partner and their crown chakras connect and you're recycling the energy and that's why they call it not only learning cosmic sexuality but the cosmic orgasm because these people are teaching ways for you to not only tap into your own unique divinity but instead of like say when like a woman climaxes or a guy climaxes like oxytocin releases in the woman and she wants to cuddle and the guy's like I'm good right but in these people it's such a profound recycling of energy that they're able to harness the sexual energy that secretes from the sacral and the solar plexus and shove it back up into the energy centers of both of your bodies and you get to utilize it so I mean it's it's a sacred way of transmutation is what I think of it but when I started learning that like literally I like, you know, the algorithm works with you or against you. It was working with me that day. And I was like, these people literally are making me realize that I haven't done sex correctly my whole life. And it's not necessarily my fault because it's the false programming and the way that a woman is supposed to be submissive. She's, you know, she can't be too sexy. She can't be too kinky. She can't be too this. She can't, you know what I'm saying? Like all that bullshit. But then if she's a fucking prude, then, hey, you'll probably get cheated on, so show your tits a little more. And it's just yeah. all of this corrupt fucking programming it's that all, I'm so it's all programming. sick but of. No, look, but again, it comes from so it's, it comes from the same people who tells you that it, it'll be cool if you show your tits, even though it's corrupt. Like I told you, it's the same thing with masculinity. It's the same thing. They The same people who tell you, go out, be really tough, really strong. So for me, my the programming... Okay, so I, I really didn't get into this earlier, but I played football at Duke University. And it's, you know, ACC, big school, I'm a nose guard. And I got to the point where I was pretty strong. I mean, I'm a country boy. I really, I joined a fraternity and I experienced a good amount of pain just through life. So I, I, I fancy myself tough. Uh, and I had a car accident. And this was my near death experience, I think, really is what propelled my entire change of life. And when that happened, that was when I realized, what is tough? You know, how tough can you be in a mangled pile of metal that was a car? How tough are you now? Like, there's no tough. There's no ego in that moment of you hoping you survive, you know? And I think 
that was when I realized I started challenging me a little bit. And I was always kind of one of the ones who would challenge it. But once I started challenging a little bit, it was more so, and this was after I, just after I had graduated from but did I you mean, crumble in the vulnerability because you realized you had really like never been vulnerable and you're not in your life or you no. experienced vulnerability as a masculine and were put down for showing the emotion? No, no, no. Actually, I thought it, I thought it, I thought it'd be the greatest challenge ever. I thought, it, I thought, I thought this is the perfect time. And, and again, I joined a fraternity whose principles, manhood was one of the biggest principles. So this was a time for me now to, you know, put up a shut up, you know, um, I kind of, I like the test. It was one of those things where, you know, so I, I've worked out, I've been an athlete, I've trained, I'm all this stuff. So now that the script is flipped, you know, just a little bit and I'm having to tap into my emotional self and challenge myself to go further emotionally. I think that was when it was, I, I didn't realize what was happening. I didn't realize the challenge that was before me at first. But the more I started appreciating life and appreciating the things that was or uh, put in place for me, my opportunities, all of the stuff that had occurred in my life that I had kind of just went through and just as a, you know, operator and not observer, never sitting back and being thankful and observing all of the, you know, the, the likeness and all of the, you know, just creation <laughs> itself and how fortunate I was. I never really did that. And so once I started doing that, it was more so of, well, if all these things have came together for me to be here now, then what what is my what, what's truly my calling? What, what what am I? What tool am I making? What what am I here for now? And at the time, it was you know to, to take on that challenge. And let's just say, in the beginning, it wasn't easy. Uh, I had to learn a lot about myself. I had to learn, you know, I had to deal with me, and I had to deal with all of me, which is a lot, because I come from a family in the South. Um, me and my dad never had a great relationship. And when I tell you, I had to face every single little thing that I thought ever bothered me, it did. And if it bothered me, I just went in the head and faced it. And it wasn't easy. Every time it came up, sometimes I would run away from it. But it usually every time I'd say, I'm not going to deal with it, when it came back up again and I felt bad again, I told myself I'm not going to keep allowing this thing to pull me back down. So I have this this thing now where I put stuff to bed. I feel like if you can put it to bed, then it, it doesn't have power over you. So, you know, it, people, they have this thing, well, this person made me upset. Well, why don't you spend some time with yourself, okay, and get upset by yourself? That way, when something does trigger you, this person does not have ultimate control of you, of making you upset. It's not that we don't get upset or we don't feel is that our emotional intelligence is really low. We don't, we don't spend time on our own and with our own emotional intelligence. So when something occurs, these very traumatic experiences un un develop because we don't really know how to handle ourselves. How many people are in the middle of trauma or in the middle of chaos can sit back and say, I'm going to count 10, take some deep breaths, do some box breathing. That's people almost look at you like you're crazy because the norm, the, the collective consciousness says fear. <laughs> Fight or flight, run, hide, scream, whatever it is that's going to make you look like you fit in. Unfortunately, none of those things are actually problem-solving techniques. But somewhere in society, we've been all instilled with this crap. So, yeah, that's where we are now. 
to expand on what you were saying, though, because it all makes perfect sense to me, but there is a video from Hans Wilhelm. He is a guest from season one, and he talks about um, the power and forgiveness, and then he, like, writes out an illustration. So he says, um, like for me, I know that judging and condemning is a big thing of the world. So like you just said, like, mm, I don't mess with them anymore because they did X, Y, Z to me. And like, just so you know, like, don't go around them. Don't do this. Don't do that. Right. So you haven't forgiven this person, seen the error of your way in the situation, seen the error of their way in their situation. You just sit and you do judge and condemn. So when you condemn somebody, you're basically putting them behind bars. You're putting them in an energetic prison and every prisoner needs a guard. So you are the guard of everybody that you've judged or condemned and never forgiven. So speaking energetically, you have a million cords, energetic cords, just leaking out of your astral body. And every time you kind of get like, let's just say a PTSD moment, if like your ex gets brought up, this person that broke your heart, like all of these things get brought up you have your kind of fight or flight kicks back in and you feel justified in your anger, which means you're holding on to your anger, blocking that energy center. And you're literally like groundhog day, repeat, repeat, repeat. How many times are you actually going to repeat this before you realize one of Jesus's greatest teachings was forgive forgive and love. Do not judge. Do not do this. And he's telling you that because it lowers your vibrational state. It keeps you in a low frequency of fear of, I mean, just jadedness. Like I remember when I was so fucking jaded in my twenties because I felt completely justified by the way that people had hurt me. And I like knew down to an analytical science of why I don't fuck with you. Right. (laughs) And then I would go around and I would just be like, Somebody would be like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with this person. I'm like, fuck that bitch. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. And I mean, like, I'm not perfect, right? I'm definitely not like preaching from a pedestal where I'm like, oh, I'm all loving. I always lead with compassion. No, this is my human experience. Indirect experience is how I 100% learn, right? So back to the judging and condemning, it all goes back to lowering your frequency and then Like you can go through behavioral therapy. I'm not saying that I'm not a big fan of it. I'm just saying I can hide from a therapist. I can sit all day in an office with you and yeah, you're going to give me some really good tips and tricks to go ahead and like make my day a little better. It's kind of like adding to my battery pack, but not showing me how to um, unconditionally fill my cup because most of my faults are in my subconscious programming. So right. your your personal reality is your personality. And you're in a theta brainwave state from like zero to seven, zero to eight. So everything that's going around you as a child, all of these kids, and speaking from an energy format, like you're developing your root chakra in those ages. So if you don't feel safe because you were in a bad environment or all of this stuff, you're subconsciously doing it, but those actions actually aren't going to act out until later in life, which is why biowell technology is fucking profound because yeah. I have always loved spirituality. I've always loved like researching divination, different religions, like are we all saying the same thing in a different format? And 
who is polluting the ancient knowledge, the the actual way of like naturalism, like being one with the earth and spirit, right? So I all I realized I wanted to believe on a conscious level. I would sit here and I would read these books. Like this one, I, I mean, I actually believe now, but picture me in like my 20s. It's called Returning to Oneness, The Seven Keys of Ascension. As I'm consciously reading this book, it makes fucking sense, bro. But I can't put it into action for some reason because I have a block. And it's not necessarily a block in my chakras or my energy centers in my body that I'm focusing on. It's the integration from my subconscious to my conscious. So how, how do we reprogram our subconscious? There's plenty of ways to do it. But please educate people on biowell technology. Awesome. So... Biowell technology is actually, a, I will say it's an awesome tool. Uh, the tool is, it, it, it's, it's developed in Russia um, by, uh, I can't even say his name, I can't say his name right now. Um, but it, he, it, there's so much technology that comes behind of it, behind it. And there's, the like, like you were saying, it's almost hard to believe that all these meridians and all this energy is moving through the body and there's blockages. But this technology now kind of allows us to measure the energy that's coming from the fingertips, the meridians out of your fingertips. It allows you to, to, to measure the, the actual voltage of energy going through the main energy systems of your body. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be your thalamus, your hypothalamus, your endocrine system, your immune system. Um, there's just, the technology is amazing. Um, and if you don't really, well, what we don't realize is in this country, we look at the body as organs. And other parts of the world, they look at it as a functional system. And that's how this machine works. It actually looks at the system and sees, okay, if there's not energy moving fluidly here, and there's energy being stored here, or this, or this one organ may be consuming a lot of energy, then that's when we look into it deeper and say, okay, maybe there's a blockage. or There could be some kind of in, uh, actual illness there already, too. But it, it's it's absolutely amazing. So I, um, talk about like how inner, like how our bodies are taught to us, like even the functionality of them. Like Chinese medicine is like acu, well Chinese Japanese acupressure, acupuncture. I want to make sure I'm including the right people where it originates from. Um, so, for instance, I have people in my family, in my friend circle, who they believe in acupressure and acupuncture. And you might be able to get them to believe in a little bit of reflexology. But if you transfer that educational platform over to energy moving through these systems in your body, which I like to call nadis, N-A-D-I-S, just for my yoga training. And I mean, it makes sense. It's like 144,000 pathways plus, maybe even more. I hope I'm saying that right. But there's like on the BioWell sheet, it'll show you the meridian lines in your body. And that's why you you lay on this bed and you're willing to get 2,000 needles pricked into your body and lay there. And But you don't understand the science behind it. You don't know why they just put 10 needles down your arm, 17 in your feet, and you have 47 right around your pineal gland and up on top of your crown, right? Which I know that they're not really going to like 
overlap those together. But when you think about just like grounding it for people that don't speak energy, like just go look at an acupuncture graph, go look at a graph of reflexology and see that everything on your feet, like you can touch buttons on your feet that activate other parts of your body. Same way for like massage therapy. That's super kind of science base level. Every part of your body needs to be touched. And if you're like, oh, I had to go get a massage because I just keep getting these reoccurring knots on my back. Like no matter how many massages I get, they just come back, air quotes. That is energy continuously restoring over and over and over. So again, back to I want to believe, I want to believe. When I got my first BioWell printout and like one, I saw my chakras on a piece of paper because again, like the subconscious conscious, my subconscious programming from the way that I was brought up and then my curiosity and my conscious level, I was clearly having an integration issue in multiple parts of my brain. The Hippo or hypocampus, however you say that, is a really great place to not only study short-term and long-term memory, but like, where's this information going? Do I believe in it? Because cognitive dissonance happens when a new belief enters your brain that challenges your old belief, cuts off critical thinking, and then you like get frustrated and basically turn into your PTSD ego is what right. I would call it, right? You're just like, well, one, I can't be wrong. Two, this can't be true. Cause if this is true, then my grandma was wrong and my daddy was wrong and generational trauma pops yeah. into play. And there's so many other keynotes that I could say. And I speak on coin terms. So when people hear it and they're interested, they literally just pull up their phone and research it themselves. Like there's a lot of things that I, I explain it surface level, just so if it catches your attention, if it resonates with your body and you're able to feel that, you get to in turn go do the research yourself, right? So well, that's how that's how it should be. Then then information. So a lot of people, even now, like poor I am, I, I've 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 been able to kind of allow myself to get past all of the the football and you know the intensity and aggression and but. It's, it's all, you're only going to go as far as you allow yourself to go. And what I've learned is if you, you keep doubting yourself, if you keep asking yourself, is this, is this like, how many times has the coincidences have to happen before we realize this is just, we're, something else is at play here? How many times do you have to lose something and not really have lost it just because you didn't need it at the moment? And you find it, and you're like, oh, I, I knew that was there. Before you realize, nah, that really, that wasn't just your subconscious. There might have been something else already that exists. And it's just, there's so many different examples now at this point. And I think if we allow ourselves to start relearning, if we allow ourselves to accept that it doesn't, you don't have to say you were wrong. You don't have to tell yourself, oh, you know, this doesn't sound right, so I don't believe in. Just be open to allow other people to have an opinion. And like you said, if those little things, if that syncs with you, if it sparks some curiosity, if it if 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 it makes a little bit of sense, just Google it now. Like you said, Google's not the end all be all, but I guess what? It'll get the ball rolling. 
Um, I mean, they are collecting and, all of your data. I do like to say that. But DuckDuckGo gives you some weird search engines sometimes. So I'm like, damn it, Google, your internet reach is exactly what I want from a company with integrity. Right. <laughs> right. Like there's so like there's so many amazing technologies that could actually advance humanity properly oh my goodness. and yes. not try to like control or suppress or hinder human consciousness. And I'm like, oh my God, that's such a great idea. Too bad that we're literally raping society and everyone's just like dee 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 dee. It's fine. Whoever put this technology out here loves us and you know, they want us to advance and make our lives easier. But well, if we if we just for one second let's talk about technology i tell somebody if, if you ever start realizing something is not doing what you want to do or there's like people complain you know the product and technology you know the number one the number one part of any you know i guess uh concoction is the ingredients and if you don't have us there's nobody to sell the technology to there's nobody who, you know what I mean? And so we are the real, we are the product now. We are the, you are with the consumer, but we're halfway, since there's nothing really being traded, we're the consumer and the product. So whatever you do with your attention, whatever you allow your attention span to go down the road, of, that's your, that's, that's the product. You're sold now. It, even if it is just flicking through a phone or looking, reading some ads like that. And they know that now. I mean, and we're, 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 we're getting ready to go into this new thing where, I mean, I don't know if you've got one of these Oculus yet where you can go into the metaverse. No, where they it have these terrifies headsets. me because I literally, when I first heard about it, I literally was like, they literally created a new technology to not only take you further away from your body, but now they're pushing you further away from physical reality. And, like, one of my favorite bands um, just released, like, a virtual show from Red Rocks. And I was like, if I start going to concerts on, an, an like, a whatever, fucking yeah. kill me, bro. Like, I need the live experience. I want the sound <laughs> frequency from the guitar and the drums oh. and everything on that stage to vibrate every molecule in my body. And again, raise my vibration. I do not want to stand in my living room and pretend I'm at fucking Red Rocks with my friends. Right. I don't care how they sell it to you. Maybe I'll go to a store and like try it out to see what it feels like. But the fact that so many sheeple, I said it. So many sheeple are like, oh my God, this technology is going to connect us. You know, after what happened to all of us in 2020, we're really seeking human connection. No, you're literally turning into a weird form of the matrix. And I can't stand watching this suffering because it's just another form of outsourcing yourself to outside stimulation sold to you like it's fucking good for you. And it's disgusting. And you remember when we were talking about how these small changes come about and people think they're better. So they, and they come in and they just, they, they pollute the whole environment. But guess that's what's about to happen with this. Because like, so I have one and I, 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 when I first got it, I was like, oh, I'm excited about it. And the only thing I use on it is the meditation app <laughs> is, is it, because it is pretty cool to go inside and like just, Go. I bought a video game, and I realized really quick, like I'm not a kid anymore, and I can't be playing these video games where that stuff is moving around you. And like I was like, yo, video games to me when I was a kid, they was on the screen, 
you move this little man and the whole screen move. Now, like, no, that you're like in inside of the actual game, looking around. You could be in a war zone. You could be anywhere. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't. What does that do to your daily consciousness? Are not, we gonna you, have, are we gonna have a it, rise of people just like going into a, a supermarket and killing people because they actually yeah. think that they're in a video game? That's right. the fucking problem that nobody is either can't talk about, right? Because it's one of the biggest companies in the world, or it's just like this is gonna corrupt physical 3D reality and it's yes. gonna pull you further away from your divinity. Remember we, remember, we talked about those synthetic sleeves, right? I, I mentioned those sleeves earlier. That's a real thing. If they can already download... So, let's talk about consciousness uh, a little bit. And about, I guess, where we are as humans. Um, I think we all have an opportunity to ascend. And you ever heard that thing, if you don't use it, you lose it? I will... I, I don't want to say we're going to lose our opportunity to see in consciousness, but I'll say that there's factors in play right now that, that directly want to keep us from ascending. But think about hell on earth, right? Like everybody's so focused on this biblical entity coming down, <coughs> excuse me, and saving us, right? Another form of outsourcing your power. Somebody, somebody on a white horse is going to come save me because I'm so worthy of being saved, but I'm so unworthy of doing my own work, right? But right. if you think about what it's actually doing cognitively, consciously, and I mean, I love all of the teachings from any indigenous tribe ever when they talk about um, how far we've gotten away just from the land, from right. from killing our own food, which I know people like talk about another form of outsourcing, right? Like, hey, we'll we'll get all your food. Just come to the store and pick it up. Um, right. How far over time we have moved and moved and moved. It's not just like humans that have done this. It's a higher. I don't want to say like a higher level. It's a lower frequency group of entities that are manipulating everything so ascension yes going into the higher realms rainbow body light body crystalline like keep going with all of those bodies but when people talk about the rapture the end of days um volcanoes exploding everywhere the we can't be flooded all at once again because there's rainbows in the sky and noah's ark story which there's plenty of other stories before noah's ark but that is a completely different episode when you think about hell on earth Look the fuck around. Close your edited Bible, for one, and just look around. Look at the symbology and the way that the world is actually operating. So back to, like, divine masculine, divine feminine, and the origin, the sacredness of them. The feminine is the nurturer. She is the bridge between the spiritual realm and the physical realm through her womb space. Identify that chakra. And then the man is supposed to be the protector and the provider. He's not supposed to be the suppressor and the rapist, right? The fact that there's this whole movement of women that are like, I carry mace. I can't walk to my car in a parking lot by myself. I can't do all of the 
all of the freedoms that like men get in society versus women walking around fear, like being catcalled, being eyed across the bar, feeling like you're going to get drugged at a bar, like all of these things. I'm not saying men don't like men don't get raped and that shit doesn't happen to them either, but the collective and the feminine that the fear mongering and the suppression of the feminine, you really have to go back and wonder like, why are we suppressing something that's so sacred and so beautiful? Right. No, I, I, I oftentimes ask this question because I tell people, you know, if you're, if, when you're a kid, if your mom feels good, then everything's good. Like when you, you know what I mean? Like if the, if the woman energy, the feminine energy in your life is good, the women presence, if they're happy, most of the time, they're cooking, they're cleaning, they're singing, they're happy. They they do whatever they can to make sure everything's They're creating happy. and they're multiplying, right? Right, right. So, and like you said, we do so much, but I think it goes back to the fear, right? Because if you keep everybody in this fear state, all right, and women, you guys are never going to be okay in this fear state. But you guys are the first ones who suffer from anxiety, uh, depression. I pretend like all these different things. Women are the first ones that, because you're you're not. That's not your natural state. You're supposed to be in a nurturing, loving state where you can enjoy the energy that's moving around. So, yeah. and I mean, we can talk about the, you know, the okay, the fact that the left side of your brain is masculine, and the right side of your brain is feminine. But then, contralaterally, you switch those, and the sides of your body are opposite, right? So when we talked earlier about you first tapping into your feminine and realizing how over-masculated you were, those heighten places in your body that suppress the other side of you. So back to me, I was completely over-masculated for the longest time. And I remember just like going through a lot of like journaling and meditation and really talking to parts of myself and, um, I had to ask myself, when is the last time I felt safe? When is the last time I was able to be feminine and like be o- like be okay with it, right? Because there's a raw, pure, beautiful sexuality in the whole goddess label, right? right. But if your sexuality, which is very powerful healing energy, if it is robbed or it's taken from you, or it's abused, you go in and you start protecting yourself. And that's where this ego comes in. That isn't you. That's where these fear mongering thoughts in this disgusting inner monologue of self hate and believing everything that everybody told you comes into play. And I mean, masking is a really big thing that's going around everywhere. But when you go back to the energy centers of your body and just what do you, what am I operating out of today? Am I more masculine? Am I more feminine? Are my polarities balanced? Because when you get into a union conversation of unity in within yourself, you are not only aligning both sides of your energetic body, but your physical body works together and that energy gets to flow through. We could move to the hemispheres of the brain, but it Science makes you feel like you just have to be a monk in the Himalayans to really like put those together. And it's, it's not exactly true. It is a lot of hard work, but there are certain Hertz frequencies that you can continuously listen to that will calm down the left side of your brain 
and it will elevate the right side of your brain to where the characteristics of the masculine and the feminine actually complement each other. And right. there's like, there's things that the fem- the feminine can do that the masculine can't and vice versa. And it's been sold to us like anything right. you can do, I can do better. And that's right. not the fucking point. The point is... We're supposed, to, we're supposed to help each other out. We're supposed to balance each other. Going back to ancient Egypt, you see all the statues with the very big, strong pharaoh, and the woman has her hand around his waist, balancing, nurturing, being being together. But it's turned into... Um, yeah, it's it's just turned into another form of perversion is what oh. I've seen. Yeah, no, yeah, because so then this is... This, if you put this like... This 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 uh, trinket out in front of people, right? And you remove the lines of gender and you uh, and all the biases. That's basically what people thought they wanted because we've been in this society that's been pitted around competition and you know, uh, come like football. You know, it's a great sport, but every now it used to be just men would watch football all the time. Now men and women, and it's not. I'm not saying that women can't watch the sport or be entertained, but or shouldn't have any aggression. But like you said, the, to have a balance of it, you know what I mean? To, to be able to understand that, you know, there's no one superseding the other. There's times when I literally just have to take the back seat to my wife now. And I'm just like, okay, you know, like I wanted to lead the way. I wanted that to be heard. And it ain't, it ain't working for both of us. So then I'm just going to have to allow you to, 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 you know, to do whatever. I don't think that being a man means that you're the leader. I actually think that you need to clear the, the way uh, and protect what's most precious behind you. That's kind of, you know, what a protector does. Protect, uh, we have press. Yeah. We have this thing where we think that means, oh, you do what I say do, or, you know, I'm going to lead the way. When in fact, like that's, that's not it at all. Cause if I want, if I was going into battle, the first person I sent in the water into the room, like to the battle, wouldn't be my leader. I tell you, like, and that's kind of where we are as men. We're the first ones in the fire. It was it was supposed to be as a protector. So that that's not that's not. I think we again the human brain does this thing where we want to understand stuff and we want to be you know the ego say oh yeah you're in charge you're the tough one. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Um, because those really, really tough guys you meet that are really, really tough who don't show any emotion, you should probably they they'll they if they could themselves tell you how out of whack they felt by being this masculine, they would. They would tell you this is not comfortable. You know, uh, I want a hug. <laughs> I hate to say it, but they would scream that. Uh, because but I mean that maybe their subconscious won't allow them to because they've fed this masculine side. And vice versa, there's women in the same way, you know, and that won't allow any masculinity in because they only pumped the estrogen so, like, this feminine side so much, and they have became victims of their own story. And they haven't allowed themselves to pick themselves up from any experience or anything. And I'm not saying that it's easy. Like you said, it's not easy at all. But in order for anything to exist, um, it has to be a positive and a negative. It has to be a, a balance of feminine and masculine. I mean, even even batteries, right? Like, I mean, just it seems like every it, there has to be a balance. If there's not a balance, 
then we are out here just kind of, like you said, allowing ourselves to accumulate too much of one of the other energies. And that's, I, if you ask me, that's what's happening right now. Absolutely, just, but you have to admit it, it seems completely orchestrated. Yes, 100%. Yeah, and it's not just, okay, I'm going to go read a Bible and pray. Like, the third world war is the spiritual war. The spiritual right. war has always been going on. You can go back, no matter what text you read, whatever, go Sumerian tablets, wherever you want to go. It's literal proof of the human consciousness being suppressed. Why? You only suppress something if you know that there's power in it, right? Right. Like, why? Why? Just continue to ask why. Like, my favorite thing, Nikola Tesla, your brain is a receiver. So, like, you know, like, Dish Network back in the day when they'd hop up at your house and they'd put the satellite on your roof and then you have to sit in front of the TV screen and wait for the bars to load to get the satellite, to link up to the Dish satellite going around Earth's shit. You know what I'm saying? You're the satellite on top of your house. That's your brain. And what's what's coming in through your receiver or the cowlick on the back of your head, that's where you get downloads from where we all originate from, which is God, prime creator, source, spirit, however you identify with what you believe created you. I really want to get an atheist on the show just because I'm like, so where do you think you came from besides your mom and dad? Like, where does your spirit come from? Like, yeah. I, and I mean, just like a truly open conversation. I'm, I'm definitely not here to be condescending on anybody's right. beliefs, but I'm just like, where, where did you come right. from? Like, if you don't believe anything and you don't believe anything, you don't, you have no it's idea why we're here, right? It's all, it's all a coincidence. I, I, I I've met an atheist before, and it's interesting talking to those people. But uh, I, I don't, I don't see how everything is coincidental. How it all could be coincidental. So, yeah. But, Especially yeah. when you know that there's like a false, kind of like a false agenda. But one of my favorite things, just to like throw extraterrestrials on the mix, because oh, I love getting into this shit. So there is a guy named Greg Braden. You can find him. He's got like two different shows on Gaia, but he has an amazing yeah. YouTube. Um, Channel two. He's the one that teaches six breaths in, six breaths out to get you to heart brain coherence, 0.1 hertz frequency, which would be a higher than gamma state to put you in the frequency of constant neutrality, but also compassion, right? So they were talking about research that they were doing to see um, how human beings have actually evolved so fast. Because if you look at like, where we started, how slow our evolution was, how long it took us to learn language, hunter-gatherers, now we're established, now we're farming, all of that. We kind of took a quantum leap in evolution that everybody obviously looks over because they're not educated on this stuff. So they went back and they did like DNA splicing through however long. Well, they didn't do DNA splicing. They found DNA splicing. I think it was like 220,000 years ago. Now probably 222,000, something like that. It's in, it's in his video on YouTube. I'll have to find it and link it to this episode for sure. But they pull up a chart. He goes all over the world and teaches this. They pull up a chart of a DNA strand and they show a cut in it. And they said, modern science to this day, 
has said the only thing that we can come up with is an extraterrestrial and otherworldly entity has come in and infused the DNA of humans to accelerate their consciousness and their evolution. One, who the fuck did that? Two, what's the point of accelerating our consciousness to an evolutionary state when it seems that the only thing around us is suppressing the consciousness? So when you go to the Bible and you talk about the battle between good and evil, it doesn't necessarily have to be between God and the devil because God made the devil, right? The devil is void of love. The devil is fear, shame, hate, even desire, if you think about it. Um, Desire can be, you know, both. But when you think about getting away from God and the devil, and you get into the story of the Anunnaki, the two brothers fighting over human consciousness, right? Imprisoning the spirit God and the physical God, taking over the identity of the spiritual God to harness the energy right for himself right going into a false god but you have to ask yourself like what other entities are further out there are there 12 dimensions are there a hundred dimensions they're actually called densities if you watch a show called um galactic messages talking with the taygetans or taygetans however you want to pronounce it and they have these transmissions from these um i'll just say entities and a higher density that correct the false programming of humanity. And they say, uh, the third dimension is actually the only, like earth is the only one that's described as a dimension. Everything else is a density and earth is at the lowest density or like, yeah, density possible. That's why the disbelief in everything is, prevalent everywhere like oh no that shit doesn't aliens don't exist god picked us we're the only ones out of all this shit around here we're the chosen ones there's plastic all over the ground we you know we're fucking killing everything in sight we're killing each other we're we're murdering people and on Kellogg, when you cut them off, like learn to merge, bro. Seriously, I'm going to sideswipe you, right? But all of these things that we don't even know that we're consciously doing or consciously hurting the collective energy field, mind boggling when you find the awareness and mind boggling when you find out you're a part of the fucking problem. Right. Right. Well, it, it, oh man, there's so much that you just said right there. That so uh, I really do feel it's well, channeled, my friend. I have no notebook. I'm just like, oh, I hope the teleprompter does not cut out on me when I'm saying this because I am digging that we are recording this shit right now. So give it up to whoever created us, right? Whatever you want to call it. Right. So one of your first points, you were talking about these higher levels of order and like dimensions and all this stuff. And I think it actually... What, what you said about densities and dimension actually makes so, so much sense and how this is a dimension and we we think that everything else should be similar to this. When in reality, we don't really know what else the hell around us because we don't give it anything else any credit. Um, we think that, you know, this empty space is just empty space. We don't even really, at this point, we don't even really, we hadn't even learned about the ether, you know, um, Did and you know that's that really sad. To? Like, just interject this really quick. I wish that I could pull up the article and read off of it. But there was a time, a 
oh God, I don't even know how long ago, but basically they were like, science is going to teach physical and the churches are going to take over whatever they want in metaphysical or suppress metaphysical, kind of turn it into like a propaganda of pseudoscience and say, this is the word, this is the word, right? And it's like, you can find information online about the day where um, physical science and spirit science were actually um, working together. They were finding evidence of how they are supremely compatible together. And then one day through political influence and religious influence, it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're stepping on the agenda of the church. The church is actually going to take over spirit and you guys can like look at rocks and shit and tell us why we breathe. You know what I mean? That makes sense though. That does make yeah, sense. Yeah, so like there, I mean, Science. it's documented. Yeah. It's, there's literally a split for a reason. And then you go back to why? Just keep right. asking your brain why? Because that lets that, re- that lets that information come in and receive. But you have to make sure you're not vibrating from a fear frequency. Because if you're sitting at a fear frequency, that's where like possessions and all of this crazy shit can come into you because you are an open channel. So that's why so many people talk about vibing high. If you're not vibing high, don't touch your fucking pendulum. Don't touch your fucking tarot cards. Don't touch any of that shit. You are clogged. You are not a clear channel. You can be overtaken. And then the false propaganda and spirituality where it's like, if you touch tarot, if you touch pendulum, Fuck a Ouija board. That's never a good idea. Okay, let's just... Right, it's all, it's all bad. Yeah, fuck that. Because literally, like, you're open up to everything. But when you're doing it in the correct frequency with the right intentions and the right protection, that's when divinity gets to come in and you get to be a vessel for the divine, which is my favorite way of saying. Back to the spiritual ego, though. You can right. easily be overtaken by the false teaching that you can literally just extinguish your whole ego. That's not the point. Like the whole light body thing that's been taught to us that you have to get rid of all of your darkness. It's the yin and yang symbol. They complement each other. They work together. You purify your disposition, Buddha. You purify it. You do not eradicate it because then you'd still be completely imbalanced. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you, if, I would, th- I think that's the part of it that people think that it's like so mystical is that they think that you've done so much work to become the person you are where at the end of the day, you are just a son of your experiences and you are now have allowed yourself to face those experiences to come up to, to, to so you're not continuously suffering those moments, suffering those, um, those feelings, those 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 experiences of, you know, regret or doubt or shame or whatever it could be. I like to call um, them karmic cycles because you're not yeah. just fighting your karma from this incarnation, but I believe in reincarnation and I 100% believe Jesus taught it and I got ripped the fuck out, right? But you're fighting collective karma and you're fighting this life's karma. Yeah. Shit that people also don't want to address. So that's where... Well, you got to be accountable of your shit. I'd like right now, hell, the, the, the system at B is trying to get rid of slavery and all this other stuff because they don't even want to admit this shit that's happened in this life cycle. So, you know, if we're trying to erase history that was what, 100, 200 years old, 
you know, damn well they're trying their best to erase history that's, you know, anything that has to do with what we were capable of or what we were doing before or, or what our purpose was. That's why when I look in history, I tell people all the time, if you just look and see what we're doing now, it's just a glimpse of what we've been doing. And if they're trying to, you know, manipulate history now and tell us this is not the way we were, this is what, think about what they've done over the long haul. Like, the powers that be. And see, about what you were saying earlier about the order that was to be, that kind of came about, and who would distort it? Why is there so much distortion? Why is it so hard to get back to? And I tell, I used to ask that same question um, until all of this that I already believe in kind of gave me the answer of, you know, if there's a documentation that supposedly was to give you order and, you know, I guess the commandments, you know, the, 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 what you should live by. If there is a document such as the Bible that already supposed to give you that, then it had to come from somewhere. There's, there's one out there that hasn't been tainted that man has not taken. Cause the library is pretty vast. I think people forget, like when you talk about, you know, books that we read now, yeah, we are, you know, we're all into this, you know, fiction, nonfiction, you read all, all the entertaining, but before people weren't writing books just for the fun of it. Like they were really trying to get some, some, some real knowledge on paper. So when you go back to the old books, like I tell people, there's more books that talk about Jesus than just the Bible. People look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, no, there are other books. Jesus was a great, like it was, a, he was a great saint. So he didn't just make an appearance in one book. Like that's not how it works. And I mean, even if you go back and start learning about Reiki, you'll run into Jesus again. So it, it's, it's interesting the way that we as humans, we, we've told ourselves this is how it should be. And I think we have not interested ourselves in like the evolution of the way humans should be treating each other now. Like right now, kids will well, have some autism and kids with autism are like, you know, one in every four births, you know, birth defect. If this was not, if this was 1900s or you know, this would be a considered some like I would be surprised if the decision making at that time would be talking about trying to literally fit kids to death. You know what I mean? Because of how orderly and pure they wanted everything to be. You know, and, and again, so if we don't look at how as humans we should be evolving, how we need to start taking stuff differently, how we can't be allowing the cycles of our parents, the cycles of our grandparents, or the cycles of even of our earlier lives to really be that which our kids end up becoming familiar with and experiencing. Because at that point, what you're doing is just giving them your pain, giving them your trauma, giving them the same platform that you had for your experiences that I, I'm not going to say didn't go the way you wanted to, but unless you can look in the mirror and call yourself a perfect human being, you probably had some experiences that, that, that molded you and to, that you had to overcome. So the same for your kids will happen. They will have experiences and they will mold them. The best thing you can do is just provide them an environment so they can learn. So they don't feel like they're being, you know, uh, objectified or outcast or anything in, in the learning, in those experiences, because the experiences are going to happen. You're not going to be able to stop that from happening. And, Teach them how to process that energy and how to not hold grudges, like you said, and not hold that again. You know, 
oh, you stay over there and I'm going to stay over here. And you, you know, and it just allowed that and, and really how to, I guess, process the different experiences and different, um, I guess, I won't, I won't say trauma because everybody's not experiencing trauma, but different occurrences that, you know, let them weigh in for them, for them own. Because something that was traumatic for one person could have been, a, you know, a roller coaster for another person. And that could have been a bag of joy for another person. So I'm not saying that it's, it's not, you know, we can all fit into the same box, but you have to allow, you have to make space for a person to experience. So. So many pins I tried to remember and I did not remember all of them, but I'm going to work my way back. So the thing that you just said about something that could have been traumatic to another person maybe isn't so traumatic to the other. So my like metaphor almost that I like to say to people for that is like picture three kids in a room with they all have a birthday cake in front of them. They all get happy birthday saying to them and they all blow the candles out at the same time. If you went back and interviewed all three of them, they all did the same action at the same time and they all have three different experiences. They all release multiple different chemicals. Like what if blowing out birthday candles released cortisol in that kid? And what if it released serotonin in that one? And what if it didn't do fucking shit to the other one? You know what I'm saying? Like that's three different perspectives, which we have to, you have value in your reality and what you're doing. That's really big to understand that if my feelings are hurt, but the thing that hurt my feelings wouldn't have done shit to you. I'm not sensitive. I'm not dramatic. <laughs> I'm not a little bitch. No, no. <laughs> my perspective matters. Because if you're talking, going back to source energy and breaking off from source, this little light of mine that I'm going to let it shine, that little piece of the light, that is me being a physical interpretation of the creator. And I was given free will to go do truly whatever the fuck I want, whether I want to be good, whether I want to be bad, whether I want to listen to the devil that day or whether I want to listen to the angel that day. I was loved so much from where I came from that I got free will. And then, hey, maybe if I do it right, I'll actually get to go report back. And it's not judgment day where you're condemned for your actions. There will be corrective action. There is such thing as the law of karma that, I mean, there's so many different interpretations of karma, but let's just stick with that one where you will pay for your trespasses But I don't believe that it's going to be a format where you're just stuck in fiery brimstone bullshit because you weren't educated enough to make the right decision. There are things that, yes, we do on a daily basis where we know better and we still decide to, you know, kind of like our ego takes over, so to speak. You're like, oh, I'll be fine. I can get away with it. Whatever. Like, You're building negative karma against yourself and karma is usually served super fucking cold or right when you least expect it. You know, like I can't tell you how many times I've been like in a high vibe state and I'm like, Ooh, girl, this is going to be so good. This is going to be so great. Mm, Perfect example. When I started my first podcast, I was so excited to finally feel good enough to start talking again, especially in front of a microphone. Cause for the longest time I hated my voice. So I was like, I'm not, I'm not talking. I'm not doing that. 
So we got the studio set up, got everything ported up, planned our guests, fucking everything, ready to go, right? Two days, two days before we recorded, I was doing a 10-minute yoga session on my house, waiting on my baby girl to wake up from her nap time. And um, I came down on my knee wrong, and I popped my meniscus, like tore that shit. So like... Long story short, I had to go to the ER, get this expensive-ass knee brace, bullshit, and now, now like, my I'm, I'm getting back in the fear frequency, right? Because I'm like, oh, shit, am I going to have to get knee surgery? I'm not doing knee surgery. Like, you're not ripping my meniscus out of me. I know the body can repair itself. That's what it was made to do. I have to dig deeper, not only into myself, but in my proper resources, Right. So I'm like, I'm literally, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to start living my purpose. I'm in the highest, I'm in a high vibe. I've been, right. I've been doing all of the work, you know, where is my reward? Right. Cause we're all built on the carrot in front of us in the reward system. So like I had to sit back and sit down and be like, why is this happening? Like guys, I feel good. I feel right. I feel aligned. Why the fuck would my meniscus pop out? Right. Two days after I tore the meniscus, I was on my way to work. I was stopped at a stop sign. And I'm assuming a girl that was looking at her phone going a little too fast rear-ended me when I was stopped at the stoplight. And the knee that I was on the brake was the knee brace. So when she hit me, my knee twisted all over again. And I got a second impact injury in the knee brace. Oh, and I looked up at the sky and I literally said, you got to be fucking kidding me right now. <laughs> yeah, like what's going on? Here? Yeah, I was like, I'm listening, but what in the actual fuck? Yeah. Got out the car, had a great conversation. Girl to this day is super confused how someone she could hit could be like so nice and understanding. But I was I was like, tap into, the high, tap into your higher self. Right. You go, go, go right. to the green room, go eat some M&Ms, bitch. You ain't here right now. Like, do right. not, do not react, do know, not react. Right, because you know it doesn't, it's not going to do anything it, Yeah, it's not going to do anything good. I'm not going to be, of course I could be like, it's your fault. I was stopped. How could you, like, I could do all that bullshit, but I don't like being mean to people. I do like protecting myself, right? So I had to sit back and be like, how the fuck am I vibing so high? And then all this shit kind of comes for me. There is a perspective where I could be like, hey, maybe this is some karma I'm clearing out. Super cool. Maybe I was moving too fast because the ego is the one that wants to go, go, go and fast and get the reward and get the promotion and get this. But divine right. timing will always come into play. And divine timing doesn't believe in what's good or what's bad. Right? right? You heard, well, it's a Buddhist story now, but it originates from China where the, the man lives on a farm. I'm totally paraphrasing this. The man lives on a farm. His horses got out. His neighbor came over and was like, oh, sorry about your horses. And he's like, who says what's good or bad? Neighbor goes away. Horses come right. back a couple days later and bring like two or three horses with them. And the neighbor comes back over and he's like, wow, what luck you have. That's so good. Now you have more horses. And the guy says, who knows what's good or bad. So a couple days later, his son gets on one of the wild horses to, you know, get it into shape. Horse throws him off, breaks his leg. Neighbor comes back over. He says, oh man, I'm so sorry. That's so bad. Neighbor replies, who knows what's good or bad. 
two days later, the army comes in to draft all of the young boys in the neighborhood. They can't draft him because his legs broke. Who knows what's good or bad? The point of the story, at least what I get from it, is maintaining an observe, don't attach. Like, if you really can't tap into, like, the neutrality or the compassion because you're so busy reacting, 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 like, cause and effect all the time, it shows Mm -hmm. an imbalance in you. There's a way to unbalance yourself, right? It's a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about. And I know a lot of the things that we've talked about really aren't like beginner level. It's like beginner cognitive dissonance. What the fuck? We just ignited a bunch of dark night of the souls in a bunch of people. <laughs> Refer to my per- my first podcast, Spiritual Smorgasbord, and keep coming back for this one because Spiritual Smorgasbord is 100% a guide to help people that have just started waking up or like definitely have a curiosity of like what's going on in human consciousness. But moving forward, there are so many times, even in my daily life, where I still react. And then I go, oh, I'm reacting. I'm attached. I'm attached to this person. I'm attached to this scenario. I'm attached. I'm attached. I'm I'm attached. And as humans, our brain, we need labels, right? I'm a woman. My name is Cheyenne. We need those labels, but they're attachments. So that's why I think this whole movement of all the new labels, all, all the new words that you get to identify yourself and hashtag you with, it's a slippery slope. It's another form of attachment. The other thing that I would like to point out is the one thing that actually connects all of humans truthfully is unconditional love and the fact that we all come from one source, correct? But in the physical world, the thing that subconsciously and truthfully connects us all is we are we all don't want to be alone no matter what so black sheeps of the family you're supposed to not fit in so you can move they're going to make it uncomfortable so you go out and grow the hard part about that is do you want to continue to sit at the table because these are your family and they love you but they don't support the growth or the way that you want to grow. Cause I've been at those tables. I've had plenty of families and I, and I love, I truly fucking golden retriever, golden retriever over here. I love everybody. And I sometimes give people cognitive dissonance talking to me. My bad. I love you enough to have an open conversation. Right. But we don't want to be alone. So we've built this whole lifestyle up. We've worked really hard at it. We got the job. We got the car. We got the wife. We got the kids. We got the husband. We got all this shit. And we're still fucking miserable. So we go to the doctor. The doctor gives me antidepressants, which suppress what's really fucking going on. It's a Band-Aid over a broken leg. Oh, it's not working. Raise the dosage. You know, all this shit. Don't face, don't face the root of the issue. Okay. Don't face it, but just go get yourself a pill and you get back in line. Okay. We need productivity because in the physical world, there's truly something taught that you are only valuable if you are productive. And I remember feeling that way. I remember the first time I sat down and I was just unworthy of existing because I wasn't productive. I've had two guys tell me recently that their their value is tied to how much how productive they are, and I and I and I try to explain to them that no, you're still valuable, even if you're not you know producing anything. 
but and they they work at the same place coincidentally. And I, and I was trying to tell them like, yo, that's some that's some deep uh, work workplace commitment you got going on there for you guys both to be like, like, you know, my value is tied directly to how much work I accomplish. And I was just like, that's the programming they want want you on because the you're still a human say, being. This place you're... will fall apart without me. Right. No, bitch. <laughs> Right. No. If you right. die tomorrow, is it going to close? No. no. Not at all. And it's but it's the same thing that people who overthink and they never stop and think they think they think. If you stop thinking about all of that, if you stop processing all of those worries and fears and those doubts, if you stop for one moment and just took some time to yourself, are all those things going to come true just because you stop thinking about them? No. You know who you know you know what happens is you can actually allow yourself a little bit of freedom. Because you free up some of that mental space of, of, without thinking about all of the negative. I told somebody, if you can think about all the bad stuff that's going to happen, that means you have, you have a space to also think about some of the good stuff. So it's up to you to challenge yourself. Oh, am I going to tap in and, 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 and challenge the challenge? Because the challenge is, oh, worry, 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 worry. So now are you going to challenge the worry? Just don't, don't tap in just enough for the fear to take hold. Go ahead and challenge the fear too. If it's gonna, if 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 it's truly a fearful situation and it's going to end me, well, shit, I better go out with some wherewithal rather than going out as a victim, saying, "Oh my God, this is so bad." Oh my, like, do 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 you understand what I'm saying? Like, you would at least want to say, "Hey, I took the opportunity and did the best I could," rather than just sit there and be like, "Oh my God, this is so bad. This is." And I think we've all kind of gotten into this place of, of and I, I don't want to say victimization, but we are our own uh, suppressor, I guess. You know, we're, we're, we're out here. Tell you, My wife asked me once, she goes, so you don't have that little thing in your brain that tells you bad stuff's going to happen? And I told her no. And then one day, about like a, maybe a month or two ago, I was doing something, and I heard that little voice in my brain that tried to tell me something bad was going to happen. And you know what? I've gotten so used to telling that little voice to shut the fuck up that I don't even hear it no more. Like, when it came up, I was like, what the hell are you? <laughs> like, are you serious? Are you talking to me right now? Like, I was just so, it was so funny that that thing would, was even trying to speak because there's no doubt. There's no hesitancy there's no i know what i'm doing and i know what i do in in, in my day-to-day life is for me and my family to become a stronger unit to to support to do my to actually step into my light in my role as a retired a provider a protector a love a dad a husband so when i for me to know those things i don't second guess my actions i don't second guess what i'm doing because I don't do anything. I don't do anything outside of what I feel like I should be doing. Um, and when I'm faced with options, when I'm faced with stuff that's unearthing, like I will sit in it for a little bit and, and kind of allow it to And Sometimes it don't get no better. Uh, my wife tells me all the time, she's like, yo, you, uh, you, you simmering over there or you're soaking over there. She's like, you're just sitting in that emotion because you can just sit in an emotion. And what I've learned is if you sit in an emotion, if you're experiencing emotion for longer about five minutes, you're, you're faking it. I know people don't want to believe that, but after five minutes, you're doing that shit to yourself. Because there's an initial, there's, yeah, 
there's an initial response. There's an initial response like, okay, this happens. I'm processing it. The brain having the process, and then you have all the initial reaction. But after so long, after you understand that this is the case, you accept it, and then you start doing what a human should be doing, which is problem solving, which is now what am I going to do next to either rectify the situation or get myself to a better state or a more protected environment. I don't know how heavy that feels, right? How heavy the anger feels, the justification and the anger, the sadness, the shame, not forgiving yourself. Like, cause I mean, you're right. Like I have my days too, where I'm like, Oh shit. I feel like this again. God damn it. Which I mean, there's like, right. You're sitting in a pit, right? Like, that's what I used to think. I'm like, I can't get out of here. Somebody will come get me. Dee, 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 dee. Just going to twiddle my thumbs and fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. You're cool. I'm out. That type shit, right? I feel justified in my ego and blah, 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 blah. I have an audit system now that I've been continuously building and adding to. Direct experience is definitely my best teacher. Like, you can learn things in meditation, but you really do have to take them out into the world and be tested. So, like, right. if you want to lead with compassion, the best way to learn how to be compassionate is, like, just fucking getting a bunch of mean people. People yeah. that blame at you. People that right. try to take your power. Friends that are not friends that, you know, I call them the idols and the anti-idols of my life. Like, for me, I've had people I've let into my heart so closely. I truly believe that we had, like, compatible missions on Earth, right? And, like, we saw each other. And then it turns out that um, that really wasn't the case. And I believe that those things are supposed to happen to us. And I don't really want to sit here and be like, you did this to me. And that's why X, Y, Z. I'm just like, okay, I see the error of my way. I see the error of their way. I don't want to sit in this muck all day. Like, let's go do some breath work. Let's, let's just go introspect. Let's go write down some cathartic thoughts. Let's get this out of me. My favorite thing that I still have to test myself on like a bad day because it's so draining, right? Like, especially when you really tap into your energy body, you can tell what raises or lowers your vibration. And I'm like, oh God, I just, I just want to cuddle up on the couch and like forget about any type of, any type of work that I would like to do today. Like I thought I was going to go journal and do this, but I don't really want to do that. And then you go to the couch, you're not even watching what's on TV because you're, you're cycling, you're stuck in this mucky bullshit energy. So I have to force myself to get up and I just start like doing like small body movements. Like you don't even have to be educated in meditation, breath work or yoga. Just move your fucking body. Go rearrange three to six to eight to 12, whatever number you want to pick up of things in your house. Like go clean something. Just keep moving your body because that's energy stuck in whatever center, wherever, and you need to move it. You know, like I just told my friend the other day, she was like, she just texted me and she's like, I'm going through a really dark time in my life. And I could feel it like when I reached out to text her because all I was doing was being a golden retriever and telling her how much I love and appreciate her in my life and everything she's done to support me, like literally since I met her when I was 18. She's like, you have no idea how much this text message meant to me because I'm just in such a dark place right now. And I was like, I feel that so hard. 
like empathically, I feel you. I send you so much love, but I identify with being in those dark places and just sitting in this pit and looking up and be like, how did I get here? And how the fuck am I supposed to get out of here? Oh, how you get out? As you know, I mean, especially with like all the knowledge that you finally do have, whether it's from BioWell all the way to tapping into the role of the divine masculine and continuously working on yourself. There truly is no pillar in human evolution that you get to stand on a pedestal, a pedestal like we say Jesus is and go, what would Jesus do? Be like Jesus. Da, 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 da. That's not the point of us in our physical form to attain this and then go back to all the other humans and be like, look at me. My program <laughs> is finished. I'm still alive, but my program is finished. Buy it for one ninety nine ninety nine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. That's so, exactly. so talking about it, I really like. I really think it's important for me to continuously like show my shadow work and show my bad days and be like, "Hey, dude, like this happens to everybody. Just because you're gonna go and work on yourself doesn't mean that you're gonna magically wake up one day. You're gonna be hundred percent healed. Everybody's gonna be super fucking nice to you, and nothing bad is ever gonna happen to you. That's not the point of Earth." If you think of earth as a school, these challenges teach you. And I mean, obviously we have hard lessons, hard lessons, but like they say, misery loves company. So does joy. And they throw much fucking better parties, right? I was going to say, the lesson is not as hard as we, 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 we make it. Yeah. But that, that, that's an investment thing you were talking about. We invest so much on these outcomes. We invest so much into this predictable future that we all want to see for ourselves. That that's where the pain comes from. So you can stop a lot of your own suffering if you just allow yourself to flow with what's happening and observe what's going on around you. What, it, what happens is we see something happening and we, we use all of our past to have this predictive outcome and we want this to happen. And when it doesn't happen that way, it's like, oh, man. Now the, the whole tower crumbles. And it's like, it's not really crumbling. You should just allow yourself to be malleable enough to see, okay, there's a different way that this happened, this unfolded this way. Because the, and one thing we've all should learn by now is that change is constant. And if change is truly constant, our perspective, which is also based off of what we've experienced, it should also be able to change because our experience is always going to be changing constantly. So we just need to understand, like, there's no... It's even like, even Einstein in his work talked about where he was not correct because he realized that there were going to be changes that came about in the following whatever decades to come that would allow people to finish his work. But when you have somebody that's that, you know, tuned in and that so-called smart telling you, hey, there's going to be some changes there's going to be some breakthroughs that's coming about that I can't even put my finger on right now. Like, that should let us all know that there's something at, at afoot. You know, there's, and we should all be malleable from within so we can all, all be, be, you know, ready to. So, we, what you were saying about, well, I call it putting it to bed, okay, putting certain stuff to bed. So, if there's an occurrence, and it's going ahead and processing it and not sitting in it, I call it putting it to bed because. You don't know what it is. You don't know where it's coming from. But you know if you handle it and you if you get to the true root of the cause, it will, will no longer have control over you. But it's also and, a point of love. That's the practice that I like to take, right? Like when you think the highest 
the highest frequency of right. pure of goodness, it's not only love, but it's unconditional love. So yeah. even on the days where like, I'm just mad at myself for being angry. Like, I don't want to feel this way. What the fuck is going on right now? Especially as an empathic person. Is this me? Is this the person standing next to me? Is this someone who who's in my channel? Who's clogging up my shit, right? But if I want to come back to like me, I, I love myself a little more on those days where I don't feel good. And I don't go to my husband and expect him to even understand what's going on with me at this point. Like he sees the way that I take care of myself and I don't outsource myself filling my cup to him. I warn him that Medusa is here today and she's not fucking around. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm not unloading the fucking dishwasher. I'm not doing the fucking laundry. I'm going to go sit in my safe space that I created for myself. All of them past, present, future. And I'm going to go work that shit out because I actually turn into like frozen fawn. I know those are two different, but those are the ones that I sway between where if I'm supremely uncomfortable, I am um, negatively submissive. I'm not myself. I am um, more detached than Britney Spears on lithium. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever, like whatever you need from me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just turn into more like a servitude mode, not like a good nurturing. Oh my gosh, this is my purpose. This is what I want to do. I'm like, yeah, whatever you need from me, just so I can go be with myself again, you know, like survival mode. Right. And then on the other side of the spectrum, I can go way too high. I can vibe way too high where I can't even fit in my own house. Not from an egotistical perspective, but it's just like, I come home from recording an episode and he'd be like, what'd you talk about today? I was like, Anunnaki, uh, universal consciousness, the suppression of human consciousness and terror reading. And he's like, cool. You know, awesome. If, if you're happy, I'm happy, happy wife, happy life. Right. But circling back to, um, I don't expect him to fill my cup. I fill my cup. I want it to be overflowing. There are truly days where I can 100% lead with compassion. I smile at people at at stores. And I love those days because it reminds me like of my future self of how I actually want to be. And then the days where I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to figure out like how this black, you know, like the the black Spider-Man, the one with all like the poopy muck over him. Like that's what I picture on me. And my go-to is to go to the shower and do affirmations and shower visualizations where um, I'll ask on my body where it's at because I can usually like feel it like clogging up my heart space, my shoulder, the top of my head, whatever part of my body. And I'll picture that sludge all over my body and then I'll get in the shower with a fuck ton of Epsom salt and rose petals and whatever the hell I feel like putting in that day. And I... Call, call in who, whoever I want to talk to that day. I really love, um, calling in like Archangel Michael and, um, I'm a big like saint type person too. Um, but I visualize all of this muck and this water just clearing me and cleansing me and getting all of this bullshit off of me. And nine times out of 10, I mean, I'm not a hundred percent cured that day, but I feel so much better after doing those exercises. So it's almost like troubleshooting myself. I'm troubleshooting my shadow side and I'm realizing today I feel void of love. 
but where do I feel void of love at? Do I feel it in a past self that's coming up and exposing themselves as a reaction to something in my present reality? Am I struggling with my present reality? So I'm deflecting into the past or into the future. Cause if you're in the past, Buddhist, again, um, you could act supremely depressed. And if you're super anxious, you're living in the future. So pulling yourself back into the present moment and asking your questions of why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling and not judging yourself when you get it out. I love writing it down on paper. And for years, I mean, I would hide all my writings anyways, but there was a time where like multiple times in my life where I would quit writing because I didn't want anybody to know. I didn't even want myself to know, let alone someone accidentally pulling out my journal and be like, the fuck are you writing? What, like what's going on? Right. But the biggest thing that I think of is I'm really void of love today and I'm not void of outside love. I'm not going to go have surface level sex, right. To basically manipulate the chemicals in my body and deplete the chemicals in my body. Cause that's just going to make it 10 times worse. Right. That's like coming off of drugs. Sex is a drug is a phrase for a reason. So right. one thing that I want to pull apart that you were going on, um, the placebo effect is real. It's sold to us. Like, um, it can be like super negative. Right. But your, your brain is a receiver. I've said it multiple times, but it's also called neural plasticity. So when you talk about the inner voice in your head that comes in to try to like fuck your day up and you're like, what are you even doing here? Like, bye. You, you are nurturing the correct pathways. You can break these other pathways off. It takes a long time. If you've fed, if you've told yourself that you are ugly in the mirror, you don't like the way you look, like all of these surface level things over and over and over, it's going to take a while to retrain your brain that you are loved no matter what you fucking look like in the mirror. It doesn't mean you, you don't have to like improve and make better choices, but you have to love every version of yourself. You have to love the version that you forgot, the one that you shoved away somewhere and said was unworthy of sight from other people. And I'm not saying like go out and start yelling at a peop- at people at a grocery store and feel justified because I'm acting out my shadow side. I'm just saying like you have to bring it back into you and your awareness, right? And be like, oh, I'm not loving myself today. I don't need to go to him and be like, you're not loving me enough today. You fucking know when I get like this that I like to fucking cuddle. You know how I get when I PMS. You know, like I have anxiety, work around it. Like that is not what we're fucking doing here. What we're doing here is building the awareness nurturing the correct pathways, not poisoning ourselves and then blaming somebody else, especially someone that we love. I love all of the people I've crossed paths with in my life, good or bad. And I still have like a lot of healing from like people in my past that even on like, I call it my egoic days. Like, I'll just be like, fuck that motherfucker. I'm not going to wish hate up on you, but fuck you, dude. Fuck you for what you did to me. I did not deserve that. I did not want to do that. But then I think about it from like soul contracts, life lesson, karma, and I really eagle eye it and push myself away from it. And I'm just like, attach, observe, don't attach. 
observe, don't attach. So thank your triggers for they show you where you aren't healed, right? So are you guys offering any type of online services for your show or for your store, I should say, or um, how can I come to your meditation studio? How can I come buy crystals from you? How can I meet your wife? Cause she's fucking magical. We didn't even get to talk about her enough, but I've met her like three times and she is literally like an angel in a human body. The way that she walks is just etheric. That's what I've thought every time I've met her. But mm -hmm. if I wanna come and do your meditations and learn more about you and just even have a conversation like the one that we've had today, um, how do I go about doing that? Um, so, we, we're we getting ready to move into um, an actual physical location. Uh, I was store. we had a grand open on December the 19th. And our, we're going to be opening, oh, December 20th, I'm sorry. Uh, December 20th. We're having a grand opening gathering on the December 19th from 6 to 9, kind of like a little wine and cheese thing like we had before. Uh, that's the 19th to 20th. Uh, the 19th to the Monday. Yeah. So, and then, um, but that, that, that address is actually uh, 911 West 31st Street. Um, and that's located one block away from the flea market we were in, which was over off South Seneca, um, uh, Pontiac and Seneca. So, that one, one West 31st Street, that's going to be our main location. So, we'll have our store set up there. We'll have the BioWell technology set up there so we can do readings. Um, my wife is an emotional co-practitioner, so she helps with all kinds of past trauma and I don't want to say past life trauma, but more so just past trauma for childhood or blockages. So it just depends on um, kind of where you feel like. A lot of people feel like they have blocks. Um, my wife helps with that a good bit. Um, and then in there we'll have all of our crystals. We'll have all of our uh, all of our stuff. My wife hand pours candles. Uh, we have sage. We have... I mean, there's a big list. Singing bowls. There's a, there's uh, there's a lot of love poured into those candles. I really just want to underline that right now. <laughs> I just got a small one, and literally you can feel it. And your guys' crystal collection is magnificent. I know we didn't get into, like, crystal knowledge or anything because we're getting ready to wrap it up. But, yeah, your guys' crystal knowledge is off the charts. You are truly a DM and DF working together through the hard stuff, through the good stuff, continuously battling all the things that are against your missions constantly. And um, I like the transparency in it. I think that's one of my favorite parts is you're not walking around going, oh, we're perfect. We're love and light. Yeah, we got this shit figured out. Like you, you are okay with your vulnerability and continuously moving around and striving for the mission that you have. And it's extremely admirable. Well, well we came a long way, obviously. And like you said, it's not always easy, but being able to communicate with each other and give each other space when we need it uh, to kind of allow us to hash stuff out on our own. And then we come out together and we try to support each other. Uh, it took me a lot. Like, like you said, you have to be able to realize how to approach somebody with your own cup full so you're not constantly dragging them down um, or constantly asking them to fill your cup. And I think we, over years, like, it's been, we've been together 10 years now. We've definitely been able to get to that point where if one of us needs the time to ourselves, we can give each other that. And if one of us needs 
the other one to kind of be there as allies, like you know, man in the corner per se, then we can do that as well. So it's it's a it's a balance. It's not always easy. It's not always uh, you know people think relationships should be all sparkling, you know you know cups of wine and rainbows. It's it's not it's not like that. Uh, and we 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 run into our problems, but at the same time. We do so in a way where we understand, okay, <clears throat> I can only help you as far as you need my help or you allow me to help. So for to try to force, you know, you can't force your your opinion or your your perspective on anybody else. And so until until that person's ready to take a hundred percent accountability and say this is how I feel, this is where I stand, there's really nothing you can do in in any ways. So I will say me and my wife have both gotten to that point where we are tired of living our own or suffering our own story. So, so we definitely take the time to hear each other out for the most part. I but, love it. I love it. I'm so glad you came on the show. And I, I say this to everybody that I, I interview. Like, there's so much more information to talk about. This isn't just a one-episode thing. You can always come back in and share your knowledge more. We can definitely hit off the conversations like we have. Um, if you are listening from Wichita or any of the surrounding areas, check out the links below. Get with them. BioWell technology is supremely revolutionary to anybody that is tired is tired of suffering, is is tired of all of that. Um, what you guys are doing is the real is the real deal. And I just appreciate you so much for coming on. I know this isn't the last time we're going to hear from you. And um, yeah. I really just appreciate your time. It's It's well, been such a great thank conversation. You so much. Thanks for having us. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, and like you said, we're, we, it's a constant pursuit on our behalf. So we're, we're definitely going to be working towards trying to, you know, and improve our message, improve our uh, ability to help people understand, you know, I guess the, the sum of it all. Um, but... But definitely, thank you so much. We appreciate it. I'm so excited. And before we get out of here, Vitality Exposed is going to bring us a Neo Vi track from his album, Aurora. This is a song called Think of You that I picked out for today. So enjoy this track, and we'll see you on the next episode. Cliff, thank you again. This is the Hoosier Media Network, your home for podcasting.